last time on the Savage Bear Podcast. Oh, all of you, what a wondrous performance. Uh, it's quite the endeavour, attempting to wrangle these mishaps and circus folk, but I've never felt so alive. Ah, but the next performance is about to start. I'd better hop back to it. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look Everywhere around. Everywhere I look around. <laughs> love is in the air. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, what a great way to start episode. Thank you. I love that. Welcome to the Savage Bear Podcast. How's everyone good? <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 everyone, you bloody, you ready? <laughs> oh, great way to start episode. Happy pre-Valentine's Day, everyone. Mm. Happy, Happy pre-Hallmark Day, everyone. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We got. A, I feel. I feel like those dates are kind of fun because it's like they set like not goals, but like as the year goes on, it's like we've made this, we've gotten this far, we've gotten this far throughout the year. I feel like I keep finding myself doing that. Each uh, each each holiday is like a stretch goal for the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Australia Day, then Valentine's, then Easter, then that's it until until Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, Queen's Mother's birthday. Day, Father's Day, Queen's birthday, God bless her. Not for long. Whoa, whoa Oof. there, whoa. <laughs> nah, she's, she's the eternal, she's the eternal queen. She's the god emperor. Yeah. <laughs> she will be the first uh, and only. Speaking of which, actually, speaking of the god emperor, um, oh yes, we recorded this previously, but CanCon is this weekend coming. Ah, uh, yeah, nice. And so I'm braving it with my mask in tow, everything I'm spraying down, and I'm going to buy his much stuff that I don't need is my plan I'm gonna try and build myself up an army that's a good plan and get painting yeah trying to get a whole Soviet army for uh, winter Soviet army for bolt action, action. and yeah. I wanna do and I wanna do alpha uh, alpha legion chaos ooh very yeah, nice chaos undivided Fellow army chaos. I'm breaking away f- yeah I'm breaking away from Nurgle for a little bit just to well, I, dabble in some alpha legion I originally collected chaos uh, Black Legion Chaos, but uh, it was untenable to actually play them as a as a codex because the codex was so trash. But hopefully, with the new uh, codex edition like updates, which uh, will be dropping soon, hopefully for Chaos, uh, the the codex will be much better to play. So, yay, Chaos! The return of Chaos. Woo. I'm going to keep my eye out for each and every one of you. I know I'm going to be maybe looking for a little bit of Dark Elves for Josh. Not that I need it. I have that many still box Dark Elf stuff to open and assemble. So I have a lot of stuff. Become a hoarder. I have that much that I need to finish off painting. My Katachan, for instance, I need to finish them off. Maybe I should look for some Katachan. Do they have stuff cheap there? Because I might, I oh, yeah. might hit you up. It's with- basically... It's basically like, for instance, good games nationally bring all of their stock that doesn't sell, like, in their stores, all goes to this place and plus other stuff. Plus there's, there's like, so much you can buy for, like, the extra, like, the outside part of collecting, like, the boxes, the terrain, the foam inlets to make sure that your army's safe when traveling from location to location. Mm. Like, there's so much that gets sold there. Board games, like, last time I went, I picked up four Pathfinder books for 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna be 
getting through uh, as much as I can and seeing what I can buy without breaking my wallet too much because Christmas killed me. <laughs> Christmas killed my wallet. Christmas always yeah. does that. Yeah. Christmas be like yeah. that. Christmas be like that. And do you know what else be like that? This bloody performance we're doing. All right. What a good segue. There you go. Transitions. Yeah, they're nice. Fantastic. Yeah, another, another amazing segue. Thank you. Thank you. They're illegal in Canberra, so I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> bring it back and make sure we need them. Are we a representative of segways? I think that's what they mean by illegal segways. Where did I put my notes? Everything's in a kerfuffle. It's really sweaty in this room. I can literally feel the sweat on my forehead. No, it was the hoverboards that were illegal, weren't they? Sorry. Anyway. Hover New South Wales, they are illegal. Oh, they are, right. Canberra, Sorry. you can have as many electric scooters as you want. Oh. You can scooty doot all you want. Scoot you should come to Canberra for a scooty doot. No, they I actually like have. That. Nah, come to Canberra for a scooty doot. There's, there's, you um, word it differently? Yeah, it's just bloody, it's fun to say it that way. You just can't <laughs> drink while driving them, so you have to do it afterwards. Oh. And, yeah. But there's some places you can take them off some sick jumps. Interesting. I'm listening now. Yeah. And uh, you get, like, a milk crate, and you put it on there, so you sit down on it and then ride it around. I'm foot I, I, I know how this game works. I know the best skid areas as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the night began spectacularly. The Featherful Five performed perfectly, bringing in high applauds. Huge applauds and cheers. Jesus, I should really proofread these sometimes. Yuri saved Mordain's dress from disaster after Axel's bird broke, birds broke free, but his performance was also amazing, as in his name. Kale spent some time in the stands with Emily, who was beside herself with joy. Expecting an attack, he decided to do a perimeter suite of the circus ground, seeing if anything unusual uh, was occurring. Javier's trick kept the crowd biting their nails with daring acts of bravery and finesse. And Yuri is now at backstage with the Dwarven Throwers, painted up by Kale in a variety of what he would call barbarian, air quotes, designs on him. Have a take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, don't disappear if you dare to discover the deeds of the deadly dwarven throwers! Hey, clap, 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 wolf whistle. And the dwarven throwers headbutt each other and stroll inside. All eight of them push in a large 10 by 10 wooden board with a target haphazardly painted on it, with a net hanging from the back. At the center west side of the ring, Yuri, you're following these guys. Mm -hmm. You've seen their performance before. It is incredibly erratic. You, they don't so much as put on a show as they they are on stage kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yuri's getting into the vibe of it. He'll be like, you know, vibing up the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, let's go. Come on. Woo! Clapping and cheering. Three of them get really entertained by this and just stop pushing the target and just wander out to the front of the stands and shake hands with friends that they made at the Mad Mug, wander off. Two of them start wrestling, which it definitely is not part of the show, <laughs> uh, before getting broken up by another one who is holding a glass bottle in his hands. He points the glass bottle out towards the crowd, all of them looking and staring in confusement as he throws it at the board, smashing into thousands of pieces. From a pouch behind his back, he pulls out a rubber, a thick rubber band with a leather strap in the center. He hands one to a dwarf standing to the south and another one to a dwarf standing in the north. They both stand 10, maybe 15 feet apart, I think. He moves to the center, 
checks the leather, puts one arm around the right-hand side of the rubber band and one around the left-hand side of the rubber band and starts pushing backwards, digging his boots into the dirt below. As he gets almost like 10 feet back, he just lets out a and jumps up and curls into a ball. He is then flung forwards. <laughs> Past the board and out the side of the big top. <laughs> Just straight out of the tent. You might hear an odd crash in the distance. The, the dwarves kind of like look at each other and they start burping to each other in dwarvish under their breaths before sh- shrugging and carrying on. The next dwarf climbs into position. <laughs> you're, you're in the middle of this. None of them have given you instructions, by the way. No. You know that all they want you to do is just pull that, l- yeah, for the finale. <laughs> the next dwarf climbs into position. This time, another dwarf assists in pulling the rubber band at the back. You can see this leather strap, which is like, uh, is it knitted or th- thatched? I forget how to describe it. It's connected to the back of it, and he grabs hold of it and starts pulling it back. Both of them heaving and grunting under the force of the tension. Oh, my... Fuck. Uh oh. It's another natural one. I might put that one away. <laughs> yeah, put that one away. Salt that <laughs> one. Did you salt it? It's a, the, the dwarf at the back slips over. <laughs> Just like Lady's going slips, sending the other dwarf, like, spinning, like, I'm um, like, upright, spinning through the air, hurtling towards uh, one of the massive poles, uh, definitely putting out his hands, and. Oh, that's actually catching the pole and just holding onto it about 20 feet up above the ground. He starts sh- shouting down at the other dwarven brethren in dwarvish. Just Can I hardly move over? Uriel run over and he's like uh, uh, let go in like, uh, three, two, I'll catch you one. Reflex save. And, oh yeah. Well that's not bad. Uh, 24. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. He goes, uh, and he lets go, and he kind of, his eyes close, and you catch him in your embrace. The crowd cheers. The crowd is laughing at this point. Like, the, the, the crowd has no idea what's going on. Can't, <laughs> like, 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 as much as you do, they don't know, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The will just, like, look down, and he's like, <laughs> that was pretty good, mate. Uh, you just go tell him, hold up one jiffy, I'll just go see if... The other fellow, what was it? Who, who, who was that that went first? I didn't see him. Harkin, uh, leave him. Uh, we'll, Harkin, we'll get no. him. We'll get him after. It's. It, we need you. He's we need all right. you. Uh, maybe. All right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Maybe. He, he'll uh, be all right. He's got the helmet on, and he like hits his bunny. Is bunny looking out through the thing? Uh, bunny, bunny's yeah, looking, and he's kind of he's kind of looking over. You he... just uh, gesture to bunny and say, and uh, go look at Ergen. Right, bunny, bunny gives you a nod and disappears behind the curtain. Uh, and then he'll follow. Who's who's the one that? This one that he's following. Um, uh, Rowan. Uh, uh, Rowan, uh, you've still got Rowan in your arms, and he's just... Oh, yeah, no, he, Rowan, there. sorry, uh, I'll put you down. Um, uh, am, I, am I doing this next one, or what's happening? Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, let me just right. grab my... Get to grab my brother. And it's like... And then you hear him say, Full hand, nigga! Gorn star! Kruban! And he, like, nods to the crowd, and the crowd just kind of, like, look at each other, like, What? And he goes, Thumbs up. And the, the, the crowd gives some of the crowd members give him thumbs up, and he walks back towards the um, <laughs> other dwarveners, and he's, he brings his arm forwards, like ushering across. And a, a, another dwarf walks over, almost identical in him, except for maybe slightly shorter beard. And they like embrace and put themselves against the leather band on the rubber band, 
And they both look down towards the handle and kind of give you a nod. Yeah. In wonder of... Athletics check. Yeah. And grab them and start uh, pulling back. Yep. Ooh. Uh, Please roll high. That's a dirty 20. Ooh, that's all right. That's good. So on the so you start grabbing it and start pulling it back, and you you're you're, you're pulling like grunting, and pulling it back, and these guys are pushing against it. You pull it so far back that your foot hits the edge of the ring. Do you push further? Do you pull uh, further? Yeah, he's like he'll, he'll actually he'll just he was like right. no wait 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 he's just like look at them because uh, he's quite close to them I'm assuming. He's like yeah like literally like face to face grunting with everything. He's like Ugh. hmm. Uh, do you guys want a little bit more oomph on this one? <laughs> they both nod frantically. <laughs> frantically. Oh my god. Let's go. And you will try and uh, pull it back a little bit further. And yeah, so you're using the edge of the ring pretty much, like push yourself further. Yeah. yeah. Give me an athletics check. Alright, that one's a little bit better. That one is uh, 27. You see that the two dwarfs that are holding onto the ends of this rubber band dig their heels into the dirt, struggling to hold against your strength, and they're like pulling against you, like pulling their way yeah. against you. Is that? I'll count it down. It's like three, three, two, one, and then as he's as he's about to release, I'm gonna give one more giant heave backwards and then release. They pull their legs up as you let as you call one, and they just kind of shum. The two of them hurdles directly into the wood, sending splinters and fragments of wood flying. The two that are holding on, uh, holding onto the rubber band, are pinged towards, are pinged towards the board, toppling it over. As the sawdust and debris settles over the mess of dwarf rubber and wood, a single hand merges from the pile and just kind of pushes itself out of the way of flesh, like clothing, wood, sawdust, and like touches the top of it and then just gives a massive thumbs up. The crowd explodes into <laughs> cheers and laughter and slowly but surely the dwarves untangle themselves and like push each other out the way, all covered in bruises, some of them bleeding and exit complaining and grunting completely forgetting that you're there. Here we'll just like give a, a thumbs up as well and a bow and uh, rush. And the crowd and uh Maybe a flex or two, and then and then run back <laughs> just to make sure that the uh, throwers are okay. Yeah, you see little Aiden stand up and go, "I know him, I know him," and like his friends who's standing next to him, all of them also have like pox marks on their face, or like cheer and go, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and you head back towards the tent, uh, towards the end, the uh, exit where Javier, you're standing behind you. The Flamboni sisters are there. Bund like they've both got um, fire torches ready to go. Um, so I, I know last time they kind of burned themselves and didn't have a great. Freya force, burnt her. So, yeah, Freya burnt her hand last time. Uh, it, as soon as I see the dwarven throwers' performance start to go a little bit off kilter, I will just uh, shield them from what is happening. Out <laughs> just in the pull it close. <laughs> just pull it closed and just like try and you know comfort them and make sure that they're doing all right, like they're, they're set up properly. Yeah, they're both excited and ecstatic. They're like so keen. Like, All right. like first of all, when they, they when they come up to you, they're like, oh, wait, I'm, we're so <laughs> one before last. Like, oh, thank you, thank you. Like, they're, they're, they're so thankful for being like one of the higher ends um, hey, performances. I need you to uh, to build up the crowd for the last act. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Whew, got the nerves. 
don't really get this. It's weird, isn't it? And then Leia goes, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a bit it's a bit strange, but uh, oh, we got this, we got this, don't we? So, yep, all right, yeah, all right, Javier, when you're ready. And they're kind of like bouncing on the spot, like ready, rearing to go. The smell of like um, lamp oil is just thick in the air. All right. Uh, once the dwarves have have successfully made their way backstage, yeah, they I... they they had they like push past you guys, all murmuring, all in dwarven, and just promptly exit out into the <laughs> campgrounds behind. All right, I'll enter through the arena, um, and without without pomp, I'll just raise my hand towards the back of the stage as soon as the spotlight's on me and say, "Fickle and fatal flame is the friend of the fiery Flamboni <laughs> sisters." I love it. Beautiful. They come out, uh, arms outstretched, torches in each hand. They leave the backstage area in the big top. They walk around opposite sides of the ring, waving to the crowd and pointing towards each other. They both enter the ring, facing each other. Freya gives Leia a nod, and she nods back. With a unified call of, they start juggling the torches. They're not lit, currently. First, just, just, um, just two walking around the exterior of the ring, turning to face the crowd as so they can, uh, so to keep their attention, keep the crowd's attention on the juggling. With another cry of "hut," Leah throws one of her torches to Freya, who, it fell off the desk, catches it, pulling it into a, pulling it into her juggle. The crowd applauds. Leia walks to the back of the ring, grabbing two more torches. Freya takes to the center of the ring while Leia paces around her, three torches in her hands. Another cry of hut. She throws another torch into the mix and, and Freya spins around and catches it in her hands, throwing it up in the air to join the others. Leia changes her stance now. She stalks around her as if she's a lion watching her prey. She's crouching down low. She throws out a hand, faking a throw, but Freya does not flinch. She fakes another one, and Freya doesn't budge, stuck in concentration. Leia looks at the crowd and just shrugs, which is followed by a chuckle from the crowd. Suddenly, Freya spins and throws two of her torches at Leia, who instinctively throws her torches in the air. She catches Freya's torches and throws them up as she catches the other two that have descended. Now on opposite sides of the ring, the two crouch, stalk each other around the ring, keeping their torches aloft, occasionally throwing out torches to each other. Two riggers appear from backstage, bringing out a table and a large ceramic bowl and a mason pot. They place the table with the bowl on it in the center of the ring. One rigger uncorks the pot and starts pouring a liquid into the bowl, and the other one brings out a box of matches. Once the once full, the rigger steps away as the other lights a match and drops it in the bowl. A gout of flame and smoke billows out before slowly settling as a gentle flame. The girls nod at each other. Hut! They throw the torches towards each other over the bowl. As the torches are being are being thrown back and forth between each other, they slowly start to light. Red flames flickering between each of them as th- as they start to circle around the pot in the center, bringing the torches up high and then bring them down low. Suddenly the the two part and catch their torches, dropping them on the ground and then promptly stomping them out in unison. Arms stretched out, they bow. The crowd cheer and whistle them as they bound out towards backstage. Uh, I'll, I'll just be beaming at them. And they come running straight out into the backstage area. How'd you go? Did you, uh, no burns this time? <laughs> That's a positive. Glad to see it. Yeah, all right. Oh, all right, I think I need, I need a drink. Freya, drink? Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, I could do for one, I could do for one. All that's left now is more Dane. 
She almost glides over. All right. She peers out, so out there. They seem happy enough. Are they ready for me? Have I a... I think you're what they've been waiting for. She smiles. Not to you, but to herself. I know. Hearing this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let them have it. All right. I'll walk out uh, as the riggers are bringing out her contraption, or does it come out with, with her? It will come out with her. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll go out um, and wait until the crowd is, is relatively silent with my bullhorn spell still active. Ladies and gentlemen, and finally, meet the magnificent, mysterious, and miraculous Mordain the Magician. Mordain's tank is pushed into the center stage, accompanied by Cole, who smiles out to the crowd, bowing gently, offering his hands towards the tank. Ever so gently, Mordain drifts, slowly but elegantly, nose pointed towards the ceiling. She walks towards the tank, a ladder propped up on the side. She walks over to the side of the tank and puts her hands behind her. Cole walks over, handcuffs and chains in hand, and fastens them around the, around her wrists behind her. She stands up and starts climbing toward, climbing up the ladder. She stands on the edge of the tank and looks over towards the crowd. She closes her eyes, turns around, and falls backwards into the water. A much better landing this time than last time. Almost beautifully, she tosses and turns in the water, as if it's an elegant dance, before her hands whip up in front of her. She spins in the water, flipping herself upside down. As she corrects herself, she just floats there, holding her restraints in one hand, and looks towards the crowd. They all kind of gasp and erupt into applause. As she breaks out of the surface, she smiles and waves to the crowd. Cole w walks up the ladder and offers her his hand, and she comes out and takes it. And slowly but surely, they both make it down the ladder. She doesn't let go of Cole's hand, though. She grabs his hand, brings his, hands, his hand up in the air, and kind of, like, gives him a nod. And then they both bow together, hand in hand. Cole doesn't bow. Cole's just stunned, just staring at his hand in hers. Hmm. As the crowd applaud, like, his jaws dropped. He's just like... <gasps> Like, and he looks back at the crowd and he can see everyone clapping and applauding, flowers being thrown out, people wolf whistling, cheering. And he's just flabbergasted, just looks around the room. The band stops and starts playing again. The traditional track. The tank is pulled back, pushed backstage, and both of them walk out. Mordain at this point has let go of Cole's hand and she walks over, collects up a few of the flowers, blows a few kisses to the crowd, gives a couple of waves to certain individuals, and wanders back inside. Cole's still standing out there, kind of just staring at everyone. Is he, is he just going to keep standing there? A minute passes. He's still oh, standing right. there. They're still oh. clapping and applauding. <laughs> I'll put my head out. Cole, <laughs> get back in here, you dolt. Oh, he's kind of like jolts. He kind of like moves it. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And just oh. like kind of like puts his hands up like just just under his breast and just kind of like does like a little jig as he wanders off stage. <laughs> and wanders off and just wanders off stage. Everyone's massing. Uh, as you put your head back in, you see all of the actors in front of you, staring at you, looking at you. Have I? Yeah. In the back. You can hear the crowd behind clapping and cheering. Should we go out and give them one final bow? I think it's a good idea, mate. 
Where are you All at the right. moment, Kale? Uh, Kale was in the the audience for that entire. Oh, he was um, like on the outskirts of the audience with his snack mm. box, just watching, trying to stay out of direct line of sight of Mordain. She didn't notice you. You didn't get a personal wave like a few other people did. All right. The actors all agree. All right. Final bounce. Let's do it. All right. Follow me. In the order of your acts, please. Yep. And they will get in order. Featherfall 5, Axel, Eliza with Mr. Tickles. You, in the... Th- or do you, uh, enter, do you enter first? Uh, I, I will go out first, but I'll get the Duke to come out. Okay. Duke takes uh, the, the fifth place. Dwarven throwers, well, one of them. Mainly one and Yuri. Mm. <laughs> the Flamboni sisters, and last but not least, Mordane and Cole. Um, and just as we're walking out, I will uh, bow once to the crowd... And then just gesture to each of the individual performers as they, they come out and take their seat or take their places on the stage. They come out and circle around the east the western side of the ring, coming around, blowing like waving, blowing kisses, cheering. Um, each of the um, featherful five are like waving, bouncing up and down, doing a few cartwheels as they come across. Axel, he's got his birds on his shoulders and he's like being very cautious about where they're going as they're walking around. It's like, hi, hi. Yes, yes. Oh, no, no. Come back here. Percy, you stay up there. Just making sure they don't <laughs> fly off or move from his shoulders. Eliza yeah. and Mr. Tickles. Mr. Tickles um, is sitting on Eliza's right, like, gathered around her because he's this massive anaconda, like, uh, well, python. Um, and he's, like, curled around her arm and she's allowed him to, like, look at the crowd, almost giving them, like, kisses with his, like, flickering tongue as they get close. A couple of children get scared and run up the bleachers. You have the Duke, who's going slower than the others because he's picking up the remains of garbage that's left at the front or being dropped out the front or even a couple of flowers he's just grabbing and eating up as he walks around following everyone. You've got the Dwarven Throwers, one of them, uh, with Yuri. Just he's like waving, yeah, yeah, and he shout, yeah. he like put, does yeah. finger guns to certain people in the crowd, people he recognizes from the Mad Mug. Yuri, Yuri just like call out, it's like, uh, yeah, doing, just doing the same thing, like yeah, like waving whatever, but he's like calling out, it's like, uh, yeah, don't worry, all the other ones are all okay, they're just uh, getting ahead of the party and uh, didn't want to come out on stage. You hear from the crowd a small like crowd of um, individuals in the further back go, Belkson. Belkson, Belkson, from you. Uh, and they go, uh, playing their hands in the air. You see they've painted tusks like. on themselves. <laughs> 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 and La- and Flamboni sisters come out all waving, holding an lit torch each in either hands, like almost like, like the Olympic run, almost. You know, like holding them out, putting their hands out, bowing to certain people, like throwing the torches back and forth from each other. And lastly... Mordane and Cole. Mordane blowing kisses out to people, bowing. Cole just giving shyest waves and like tries to move forwards to, you know, like to say, oh, what a cute baby. But the baby instantly cries. Um, and they all gather in the center, center ring. Each of them holding hands with each other, looking towards you, Havaya. Uh, I'll give a, like a subtle signal for uh, one last uh, communal bow, all bow together. And everyone bows forwards. Crowd stands up, cheering. You can hear them stamping their feet on the bleachers. Shouting and cheering. Things being thrown down, like flowers and whatnot. And 
Go on. And then with my uh, my bullhorn spell active. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed our performance tonight. We will be hanging around if any of you would like to meet some of the performers. And please do come and patronize us again. Have a great night. Out of the stands walks the Mayor Abba. And like he walks forwards and he uh, like turns to face the crowd. And he goes, ah, thank you everyone for coming along and supporting these uh, wonderful, wonderful people. They are... Some of you might know of what they've done for us in our town, and some of their works have gone, uh, you know, un- under under the carpet, as uh, some of us might say. Uh, I truly, truly respect and genuinely enjoy these people. They have done a mighty service for Abbot Abbotton. In fact, even we could call them Abbottonians in perpetuity. I, I I ask you all to give them your humblest behavior that you can and give them one last massive applause for every single one of them and the crowd just clapping and you see all these different individuals that you've met from Abbotton clapping cheering Emily in the background shouting jumping up clapping Um, you see the mayor Abba puts his hat underneath his right arm and gives you a clap points out towards you and you guys disappear out the back of the tent through to backstage the crowd starts to slowly dwindle and disappear moving out of the big tent and everyone's in the back area you did it uh, yeah Fun. well done everyone that was a that was a great show really well done and a, a terrific way I think to honour Miron's memory mm, precisely the professor the professor comes out from the main stage and just bravo, bravo, everyone! A spectacular show. Much, I mean, I have to say, a little bit much cleaner than last time. Well done. Uh, oh, it was so nice to be able to sit out there and watch it and just see how each of you have all grown. And thank you, Javier, for stepping into such big shoes. I honestly didn't think that they could be filled, if I'm honest. And I had faith, but. I know that the circus is in good hands now. You, uh, you flatter me, Professor. I don't think that I am worthy of such praise. The the Flamboni sisters go, No! Three cheers for Javier from everyone. Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! <laughs> Everyone's smiling, laughing, clapping. You see all these people uh, laughing and cheering you on, have a yeah. Like, we couldn't have done it without you. You put on such a great show. Thank you so much. Like, absolutely thankful. I'll just be all modest and blush and. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you all slowly but surely head back into the camp. As you're leaving, have a yeah, um, the professor grabs your ear. Mind if I have a quick word, have I? Of course. And, I mean, if we can find... Yuri, Yuri, do you mind? Uh, Come this yeah. way and... Oh, yeah, sure. No one's seen Kale at all? Uh, I think he was out of front, uh, selling treats and whatnot. All right, well, if he's... Once... Kale, where are you? Yeah, he's out of front. As, as the guests are filing out, he's peddling the last of his treats. To the you crowd. see a cup... You see a couple of them like disappear from the sides of the ring, as some of the dwarven throwers now upright and 
a bit more intoxicated or inviting people around for drinks and stuff like that from uh, out in your campsite. And a couple of people are like, oh, yeah, no, I want to go. And a couple of, like, older gentlemen being pulled away from their missus because they, they can't go out drinking tonight. And, yeah, you spot them all. Um, yeah, yes, well, I suppose we can, we can catch up with him later and inform him, but... I think from tonight's earnings, we'll be good to leave for Eskadar tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow morning? That's yes. soon? Great well, news. Depending Actually, how well we start packing up. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow morning, I should have well, ahead of myself. Professor, Perhaps tomorrow evening. I was wondering, um, oh, do we do the normal thing? Like, normally, well, what we was planning to do normally was have the... I guess what you call it, a sideshow in the morning. Is that still yes, an option? Did, did you not have something? Uh, I, I recall you. I was, I mean, if, if I'm honest, I, thought I was under the impression that we wanted to leave here as soon as possible. That is true, but I was just in the interest. I mean, I'm not saying that we need to leave in a hurry. If we take a few days and then leave, I'm happy with that. But I was just under that impression, that's all. Yes, no, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I would like to leave uh, as soon as we can. Uh, help get to her all the help she can get but uh, if you think yeah, we've got enough money and whatnot to well the mayor has promised us supplies as well for our trip which will make make us even if yeah. makes sense. enough for buying you know the, the feed we need for the horses uh, medical equipment rations on the way even some things like extra things to we have a lot of cages now that we have to maintain That's as right. well. So yeah, well, all of that. Yeah, if, it, if, if, if it's all sorted, yeah, I think as soon as we can get a big top down and uh, ready for travel, I think we... Well, what do you think? How quickly do you think we can disassemble it? Mm, I, I think we leave it up for the night. Let everyone have the night off, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, we wouldn't, not tonight, no, yes. Yeah. Celebration, exactly. and he kind of like points his arm out towards the camp behind you, and you can see half of them are Abertonians, half of them are uh, like other circus folk who are drinking and are happy and excited, and like all t- talking about the different shows and the things they've performed, and meeting fans. And I would be saying getting selfies done, but <laughs> the equivalent of medieval selfies, portraits, caricatures. Yeah, caricatures. In fact, yeah, uh, Teresia and ah, um, uh, Teresia and Canono. Can, yeah, Kanono, thank you. Uh, flying around, taking pictures, <laughs> portraits of everyone, and drawing characters of everyone, and pifling them off. Yeah, I, I think uh, we'll probably be good to set out maybe sometime tomorrow afternoon, but we'll see. Then we won't rush. Yeah, I don't we'll want to, you know. Pack yeah. down and move, as we did do. Exactly. All right. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to join in the festivities. Um, fill in kale if you can for me. I think I'm going to get myself a nice brandy. Mm. And see where... Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then he starts mumbling to himself and starts wandering off towards the crowd. Where'd you guys head? Ariel look at Javier. He's like, you uh, you good to fill kale in on that. I kind of want to go get pissed. Well, I mean, so do I. Oh, can we just write him a note and leave it in the thing and say, hey, Kale, pack it up tomorrow. Ah, oh, fuck it. Uh, and Nuri will just start jogging out towards the front. <laughs> oh, I'll come. You see, you see a stream of people leaving different, like, um, 
villages, uh, the, the villages of Abbotton, like talking amongst themselves, shouting and cheering. It's a very joyous crowd. And you see Kale in the middle with his unseen servants, given uh, given out and trading money with the last of the items he has. And he's not much infantry left. He's going to have to start set, uh, like start rebuilding and remaking most of the stuff that he's had. And you see him in the middle, popcorn stand. I forget box, ready to go. Um, we'll just, uh, wait, I guess. Uh, is the crowd still just, like, how much, well, how much does he have left? Yeah. Uh, uh, is it, he, he's sold uh, out of stuff yet? We or? can say the, the crowd has yeah. mostly left at this point, and it is just him just looking at the last of the cash that he got and looking at the last of his stock, basically. All right, mate. Yeah. Good night, then. Yeah. yeah you, you, you do well. You still sell a, a, a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, we did good. Nice, uh, well, uh, it was, we was, me and Abby, was just talking to the professor and he was saying, uh, that with all the stuff we earned tonight and, uh, some supplies from me, Abba, we can get on the road tomorrow sometime or as soon as we get the big top and whatnot packed up. Sounds good to me. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly, I just thought, yeah, well, we thought you might need a bit more, you know, time to pack up than the rest of us, you know, having the kitchen and whatnot to pack up. Oh, no, it'll be fine. I can, I can be ready to move in an hour. Oh, brilliant. Well, if uh, you don't mind, I have a lot of drinking to catch up on. It seems the dwarven throwers have had probably about, what, 20 minutes of head start, so... Maybe even longer. 20 minutes? I'm pretty sure they started about four hours ago. Well, with the, like, party and drinking is what I'm saying. Like, you can never really catch up to the dwarven throwers, you know. But... Well, let me just close the flap. I'll come with you. Great. You enter your kitchen. It's pretty bare at this point. The supplies you'd normally have are pretty... I mean... Used to their extent. Um, You move over and remove the flats, shutting the view you have of the main entranceway, and you hear your flap open. Now I'm coming, Yuri. Um, no, it's me. You said to come in. Oh. Emily stands there. Emily. No, it's good. Staying around for the party. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I saw... Well, I, I was I was thinking about it. Uh, I, I saw you come in, and he did say come find you afterwards, you know. Right, of course. Well, uh, I was just packing, packing up, and uh, we'll... We'll uh, follow Yuri outside over and um, we'll celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I never really did thank you for saving my life, really, in there. I was not really in the right frame of mind. It's okay. Don't mention it. It's right place at the right time, right? Yeah, I like to think so. And she moves closer to you and she leans in towards you. She kisses you on the lips. You feel her soft lips hit yours in a hedonistic embrace. I need a will save. A will save? Oh. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 21? A ringing starts in your head. Your mind goes cloudy. You feel like you're floating, as if you're balancing on a tightrope. You try to put your hand out to catch yourself, but your body is rigid. You cry out for help, but there's a lump in your throat stopping all sound. 
You desperately try to fight the feeling, losing all grip on yourself, but all you can do is float in your subconsciousness. The only thing that you can currently hear in your head is, don't move my love. Emily moves away from you, and you no longer see a simple farm hand girl from Aberton. Before you stands a beautiful woman wearing a bedizen red silk dress, clinging to her form, enriching her figure. Black hair hanging down past her poised, elegant face, only disturbed by two red horns protruding from her crown. A silver symbol sparkles above her brow, while ruby red lips smile. She walks back and moves into a sitting position, hovering in the air using two black and red pointed wings to keep herself airborne. A tail escapes from the bottom of her dress and moves towards your face, caressing your chin. Oh, come now. Were you so easily fooled? It's so boring when I can just take it without a struggle. Nemea was like that. Same too with Harlock, but Nemea was more fun than that fragile old man. Only wish I could stay and taste you for longer. She glides around you, the grip of her tail strangling any sense of independence from your mind. Lustfully, your vision follows her around, till she puts a finger on your nose to stop you, and gently caresses your hair with a taloned finger. I can see why she liked you. You look after yourself. Keep yourself well-kept and dressing nice. Are you trying to impress someone? Anyone? Did you do this for her? Oh yes, Victor told me all about her and your little relationship. Intriguing she is, in charge of her own circus, ruling with fear and spite. Oh, she sounds delightful. She pauses. How were your nights with her? How was she to lay with, in fact? Actually, and she puts her fingers on your lips as if you could answer, don't tell me. I want to find out for myself. As much as I want to impress Dustlight, I want to explore her. Discover her. Now, you may be surprised at how much I know about her, but Victor's tongue gets quite loose when you promise him things to please her. She lets go of you and glides back ten feet. You can feel your body wanting to go with her, but you can't move. You know she wants you exactly where you are. Dustlike wants power, and I wish to give it to her. It's an interesting feeling. I usually hold the power of weak minds, like yourself, but now she holds mine. I have made friends under Eskidar, thanks to Cavancash, and friends that Madame Dustlike would be very eager to meet. The power we could wield together. She extends her hands upwards and curls her fingers into fists. She may want a circus, but I can show her what she really desires more. She brings her arms down and leads in close to you. You can feel her sweet, warm breath on your cheek, gently gliding down your chin. She misses you, Kale. Or so I've been told. You hear from outside the tent the sound of someone coming towards your tent flap. Her head snaps back around. Our time's up. This won't be the last time I'll see of you, I'm sure. The tent flat opens and in walks Cole. He's carrying an assortment of 
bottles and empty bowls. Uh, sorry for barging in, Kale, but... And he sees the creature floating in front of you. His eyes lock with hers. He drops everything to the ground, mouth wide agape. She curtly smiles at him, and with a poof, disappears. You feel your body come back to you. You grab the side of your critching top to hold onto for balance. You look up at Cole, and he's standing there, shaking, surrounded by broken glass and crockery. He opens his mouth, but you can only just hear what he says in a wobbly voice. The... the... the fire. End of book one. Oh, shit. I'm glad she's one of the villains that blurts out her entire plan before leaving. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. What a twist. 